Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The tough thing for us that's going to come about is that we're playing on the road, an airhead that can be very loud, and they're very multiple defense, and it caught, you know, there's a lot of communication needs to happen and a lot of in-game adjustments. So it'll be not only patience, but, you know, timely getting to the line, understanding what they see, a lot of nonverbal communication. And if there's a miscommunication in the field or if they show something we haven't seen before getting off the field and you know, not panicking or not, because emotions are high sometimes, looking at things objectively and then making the adjustments we need to. Buffalo Bills center Mitch Morse. Welcome back in to Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Josh Schmidt, and joining me now to talk some NFL football around the league, and then we're going to get into some college football as well because he's crazy about it, and he's even wearing, almost kind of wearing Texas orange. Zach Jones! <laughs> almost. I almost. am almost wearing Texas it's, orange. It's very faded. That looks like an old t-shirt. It, it, it's a little bit of an older t-shirt. It's more, it's like a peach color. And then now it's being a little oh, bit more Oh, so now you're faded. a Florida fan. Exactly. The Florida peaches. That's exactly. not a team. It's not a team. Should be. Should be a mascot. How is that not a mascot for a Florida college team? You would think it would be. Like, that would just make so much sense. I mean, there, the, there was the Peach Bowl. Like, think about the branding. It would make more sense for Georgia because they're no. the, the Peach yeah. State. I, think. I was going to say, I think the Peach no, Bowl right. was set in Atlanta. All right, fine. I don't, I don't well, then why are they the Bulldogs? Why not the Georgia Peaches? That um, I have no idea. I guess peaches... Although everyone goes with an animal now. Like, that's the thing. Everyone's an animal, especially in colleges. Yeah. Like, Alabama's the Crimson Tide. They still picked an elephant as their mascot. Yeah. I want to I want to be... I want Auburn's if, two animals. Look. Wait, the what? tiger, and then their, their saying is war eagle. Yeah, that... Oh, yeah. That's kind of weird. See, it's ridiculous. But what is a war eagle, exactly? I don't really I don't think know. think it's an animal. I don't even think it's a thing. I think it's just an eagle, and they just decided to put war in front of it to be a little more intimidating. What is a war eagle? Let's let's talk about it. I recently watched a documentary on that it's, rivalry between Alabama and Auburn, and listening to some of like the old Auburn historians try to describe it <laughs> is th- simply the greatest thing in the world. Because everyone's like, they're a tiger. Like, why why are we talking about a war eagle? And they're like, oh yeah, just like one day in like the 1930s during a game, an eagle flew over the stadium, and fans just went, oh war eagle. That's their entire explanation. All right. Well, and I'm like, that's the fakest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's wild. And and you know, I want to be a fly on the wall for the conversation that Alabama had when they said, "Yeah, we're going to be the Crimson Tide, but but we're going to we're going to be an elephant. We're going to have an elephant as our mascot." Also, by searching what is a war eagle, it comes up as Auburn's team song, quote unquote, first seen in 1930. Um, people all, in the people also search for there is Dixieland Delight, which okay. is. You know, Alabama, yep. the band, yep. wrote that song and, and performed that song. And also listed on here is Roll Tide, written by... I, no, I want you to guess this. I want... You You have one guess. You will not get it, but I ha, you have one guess. Who did? Who wrote 
Roll Tide. I want to say it was just like the Alabama marching band. No. It was Hans Zimmer. Like Wait a second. Acclaimed, Wait. acclaimed music composer Hans Zimmer. Okay. All right, then. Things you didn't I know. I have so many questions about that, but all right. Mind you, Hans Zimmer like, is... I don't even know what movie Multiple to... Academy Award winning composer. Yeah. Pretty I, much anything with Christopher Nolan directing. Wrote this wrote the here here you go. Let me just give you the top five on I actually don't think on he did Google. Oppenheimer though. He had Interstellar, mm-hmm. Gladiator, mm-hmm. Dune, yeah. Inception. Great movies. And movies. just like all the rest that I just listed, The Lion King. <laughs> and the Lion King. <laughs> anyway, okay, a little bit of college uh, college football history for you there. So we're going to get into the NFL here right now because we have a loaded slate of NFL games. Get this out of the out of the way real quick. On the bye this week, Arizona and Washington. Thank so, goodness. Thank thanks. goodness. That's great. Thank um, goodness. If they With were... that being said, though, I kind of want Washington to keep losing games. Why is that? Because they're, they're teetering towards the top of the draft board. Ooh. Likely they're going to get rid of Ron Rivera. Ooh. Give me Eric Bieniemy, head coach, and a random rookie quarterback. I would love to see like Jaden Daniels go to Washington. Eric They Bien- have not been fun since RG3. Give me the <laughs> RG3 of this year's college like group. Let's have some fun. I want no, I want Eric Bieniemy and Bo Nix because the narrative would be Bo Nix is 100 years old and he's a rookie quarterback. He is 100 and he's, years old. He's, he's like 24 in his rookie year. He's been in college for Zach, 15 we're years. 24. And I've been out of college for three years. <laughs> okay, I see your point. But regardless. <laughs> Joe Burrow, I think, was, what, 23 when he, he was also the old. He was also old. And look at him. Look at him now. Anyway. All right. About halfway through his career. Stop. <laughs> Not really. Stop. But yeah. All right, so we already had a pretty bad game on Thursday night. New England-Pittsburgh, so... Joke's on you. That can't be the trombone champ. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed watching it. It was fun because, you know. I felt bad. I, I stopped watching the Sabres game because I saw that uh, Bailey Zappi had two touchdown passes in the first half. I had to go watch history. The Sabres. I had I'm, to go watch history. I'm not dealing with that right now. That's that's too much for me I had to, to watch history, to man. understand. Anyway, okay. So, first up. Let's go through the 1 o'clock games. Mm-hmm. Got Tampa Bay, Atlanta. This was very close to the trombone champ of the week. It's going to oh, so be close. a bad game, but it's not great. Atlanta's just – Atlanta has all the fun fantasy draft guys that, like, just everyone in, in draft Twitter in the, in the world fell in love with, that being B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Even to a certain extent, draft Twitter loved Desmond Ritter. Yeah. And, like, Arthur Smith just, like, hates using all of them. Actively I, hates yeah, using I don't, them. Yeah, I don't get it. You have – like the most fun group of players, and I have Bijan Robinson on my one fantasy team, and I don't want to play him, like because yeah. he's just not going to do anything, and it's so disappointing because in the first four weeks he won me all four games. Mm-hmm. I was undefeated through week four because of Bijan Robinson, yep. and now he's invisible because they like he is addicted to using like Tyler Algier only, and it's so frustrating because just like my thing is like I'm not here to say that Bijan is like a top five running back now. But we don't know. He came right. in with so much pedigree, and they just and, won't use him. Unlike the Giants, who, like, this is the last great running back prospect, that being Saquon Barkley. Their entire offense was Saquon his rookie year. Right, and also with, with running backs and the conversation around them, you don't have many years. You, you, no. you have to figure it out now. Their best years are in college and two years into the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, Tampa, Atlanta. Don't really have anything to say about Tampa Bay. But Baker Mayfield's actually putting on quietly a very good statistical year. Yeah, it's just, you know... Outside of that, there's not much. No. Mike Evans got to 1,000 yards. Cool. Ten seasons in a row. 
That's he's the only receiver to do cool. it in all of his first ten seasons. Yeah, he. I mean, he's going to walk into the Hall of Fame, and, and there's going to be a lot of people that regularly watch the NFL go, "Wait, really? Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, yeah. It's it's going to catch people by surprise. But yeah. like, he is just he has been so so dominant at times in the NFL. He's been phenomenal. So we have currently, real quick, a, a, the a college football game on right now. It's South Dakota State versus Villanova. Yeah, the FCS playoffs. And there was just a scoop and score on fourth and fourteen. Is that the third block punt of the day? I don't think it was a block punt. We're having to see the replay. I just saw eventually a South Dakota State player running. With that being said, though, the Missouri Valley Conference of the SES <laughs> is just so yeah. loaded. It's either South Dakota State or North Dakota State dominating the the one tier below FBS in Division One football. Like there are freaky teams, and often they will put NFL players in there, mm-hmm. offensive linemen, in, uh, very specifically. But I mean, Carson Wentz went to North Dakota State. So did yep. Trey Lance. I mean, they, they Christian Watson did as well. I mean, they they regularly put in NFL players. Zach's draft cross, Christian Watson. I man, <laughs> and just as Green Bay was starting to use him, he got hurt. It was another block punt. Exceptional. That is insane. God, what a football game! Imagine That's being that villain right punter. That's real okay, football. Anyway, let's get back to the other real football. Detroit, Chicago. Keep losing, Chicago. Keep doing <laughs> yeah. it. You're doing it. You're I mean, hey, it. Chicago doesn't technically have to lose. Chicago, that's right. They don't. But they're putting themselves in a great position, I think, long-term with that trade they made last year with Carolina. You're in a much better quarterback class this year. You can kind of have your pick. I, personally, I, I think Caleb Williams and Drake May are much closer to each other. I still think Caleb Williams is the number one quarterback, but... If you prefer Drake May, I'm not, I'm not gonna fight you on it. it yeah, it's kind and of like a it's like a Jack Eichel Connor McDavid kind of situation where it's potentially yeah. You have they're both very good and you're kind of happy with both. Yeah, like you'd like to have Caleb Williams. You're not gonna complain to mom and dad about getting Drake May. <laughs> we have we have Caleb Williams at home and it's just Drake May and it's you exactly. know, five car, a five star five course meal. It's not the worst <laughs> thing in the world, but it's not what you wanted. No. Now with that being said though. Their pick as well is walking them into potentially getting one of the two exceptional offensive linemen in this class as well. Or if they want to go get one of the receivers, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. would likely be gone by the time their pick rolls around. But a guy like Malik Neighbors out of LSU is, is also, again, not a miss. Like that, you're also walking in potentially an AJ Brown kind of receiver. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's going to be AJ Brown, but he comps very comparably to him. Right. So and the Lions got to figure it out. Their well, defense the is Lions, so atrocious. Yeah. The Lions are just... Their defense is so atrocious. I love watching them play, though, because it's constantly entertaining. <laughs> right. So, moving on, we have Colts-Bengals. This the Colts are is a vibe. something that matters to the Bills. The Colts are such a vibe. I I went ahead and I did the New York Times playoff machine. Now, obviously, the Bills went out, they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, we're, yeah, we're at that in, point now. In this, in this scenario, I put the Bills losing one game to the Cowboys. If that happens, if the Bills win every game except for the Cowboys game, and this is a lot of what ifs here. If that happened, the Bills would want the Bengals to win this weekend. Okay, so that does make sense. Kind I mean, of, it would it, the, a win this week would put the Colts to eight and five. I mean, at that point, right. they're also they're thinking, yeah, very much so. Playoffs. You you want to say it's it's go Bengals this weekend? I don't think they're going to do it. I just but. I wonder if we're going to get another performance from Jake Browning like we saw on Monday night. Where I mean, he he really look. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody that has talked a lot of trash about Browning in the last two weeks. A lot. He of trash. showed up. And he looked very, very good. Mm-hmm. He looked very composed. He looked very precise at times as well. Look, he's got wide open receivers as well, but he's got to hit those guys. Yeah. And he was doing it. He very much was doing it. He was outdueling Trevor Lawrence for much of that game until Lawrence went out hurt. L- let's see if he can do it again. But I will tell you, man, the Colts, they play with a bit of swagger. 
there's not really any great names there. I mean, even their first-round quarterback, Anthony Richardson, is not playing. Doesn't really seem to matter. Shane Steichen, he's, he has come into that Colts room and just ignited them. He is a phenomenal offensive play caller. Jacksonville, Cleveland. Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Why? It's feeling like he's going to. Why? But like, watching him at practice, he doesn't look hindered by anything. I mean, he apparently had a high ankle sprain. He was limping badly to go to the locker room. And they didn't have a card for him, which was just bonkers. Well, actually, so he talked about that and blamed himself by being like, I can walk, I'll be fine, like we're right there. And he didn't realize until he was, he, this is him saying, he basically didn't realize until he was in the tunnel how far of a walk it'd be. Or that there were cameras in there. <laughs> right. And so he's like, yeah, I didn't realize until later that everyone saw me struggling. That's my bad. This is a go Jaguars situation because Well, yeah, you, you, want, you want to start having the AFC North and the AFC South start drifting away. The Jaguars, after their win with Houston, they're going for the division. Right. I mean, the Jaguars, it, it doesn't... They The Jaguars don't affect the Bills. The Browns do. Mm-hmm. And while I think the Browns are much less of a threat than, you know, the Colts or the Texans... I still worry because, you know, it's Cleveland and they'll find some way to ruin your day. I, I, I worry. I, I mean, look, the Jaguars are going to have that tiebreaker over the Bills thanks to that win in London. The, the thing is, though, looking at, like, once they beat Houston, they're looking to win the division. They're looking to be a top four seed. They're not really playing a factor in the wild card hunt as of yet. I mean, they could, Jacksonville well, no, that's, could still pull Jacksonville and botch this by the right. end. But that's, but that's, that's I'm where s- if they win here and go 9-4, and four, you're thinking they could ride it the rest of the way. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. I'm not too worried about Jacksonville affecting the Bills here unless yeah. they lose. If they lose, then it's m- double because then you have, is Jacksonville going to enter the conversation of the wild card and Cleveland is in the conversation of the wild yep. card. So go Jaguars. Everybody. Then I just hate everybody. Go Jaguars. <laughs> All right, Please. so here it is. The trombone champ of the week. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. The 1-10. and 10. 1-11. Carolina Panthers so against the Jameis Winston potentially led New Orleans Saints, who are 5-7, and back, seven, and He's somehow back. second in the NFC He's South. Back, baby. I mean, 5-7, and seven, second in the division. I mean, look, let's be honest, Come that on. division's barely participating. The Panthers, though, to me, I can't remember the last time I felt a team truly was in worse shape. You'll have teams like the Jets where I just think they're run poorly and stuff like that. It, but ultimately, they keep picking high up, and you're like, yeah, eventually, like they're just going to get it right. Like if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt this year, I think the Jets are having a very good year. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Super Bowl contenders, but I think they're having a very good year. They missed the Zach Wilson pick, and that has really crippled them. But yes. ultimately, they're going to pick high again this year. They might have a new head coach, new GM, and they might pick another quarterback. They may not, you know. But I don't think they're in the worst spot possible. Houston last year they picked C.J. Stroud to get Will Anderson Jr. Look at them now. I mean they. They're great. They, they look great for years to come. Yeah. You look at Carolina. They <laughs> fire Frank Reich faster than any other coach except in like the 1970s. And they have no first round pick this year. Yeah. And they would have had the they would first have the number overall, overall pick, pick again to get, to get Caleb Williams instead. They have Bryce Young, who uh, not even close no. to the prospect that like three of the f- three or four of these guys coming in this year is right. They they clearly drafted the wrong guy. Their coach is already gone. Their, Their owner. owner has fired like three head coaches already. He's only been in the job for like what four years. I want to see. It's Dave, a disaster. Dave Tepper strikes me as a guy that would be like, I could coach. I can he do does. it. He does. He kind of does. I read Just, a report, I don't, I don't know how true this was, but it was essentially when he bought the Carolina Panthers, he was under the impression that football guys, I'm using that in quotations, were just always right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when he hired these guys, he just assumed if they're not 100%, they're bad at their jobs. Right. If they're not and winning every single game. Yeah. 
and that's why he's like firing people like yeah. it's going on to Styles because essentially he came into this job thinking, well, if you get like a single decision wrong, you're an idiot. Not <laughs> yeah. that this is essentially a game of chance. Now, here. in certain chan in certain scenarios, I guess you could say, hey, that was a really bad decision. Absolutely, like that was one really bad decision. You're gone. But man, but, like even even his like defense of like the Bryce Young pick, or not even just defense, but like kind of explaining it, came off hollow because there's been reports for months that like Young was his guy, right. Stroud was Reich's guy, mm-hmm. and he overruled him because he wanted Bryce Young. That's the thing that strikes me the the weirdest with this whole Dave Tepper thing is in that press conference he goes. Yeah, you know, we have a committee, and we have a decision-making process, but I reserve the right to veto any decision yeah, I can they veto make. everything, and it's like, but I didn't. Then what is the point of a committee? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, because you're paying a lot of people, but it, but it is one of those. I mean, you've heard these in owners in, in a ton of sports. There's committees, or there's owners everywhere where, like, Cleveland is the perfect example. When they were looking for a quarterback in the 2015 draft, or 2014 draft, they got a whole committee together, including some of the guys that participated in Moneyball right. with the Oakland A's. And it was basically like, okay, which quarterback should we draft and which one should we desperately not draft? And it came down to who you absolutely should draft? Teddy Bridgewater. This is Bridgewater before his horrific knee injury that really mm-hmm. did hurt his career. At Louisville, he was spectacular. It was the easiest decision in the world. It was like, yeah, obviously, Bridgewater. Who should you not touch at all? Johnny Manziel. <laughs> what did the owner do? He fired everyone because he wanted to be told you should draft Johnny Manziel. And when he wasn't told that, he, he got, got he got mad. all pissy and decided to draft Johnny Manziel anyways. He basically never saw the field. He was a wreck. Like yep. the moment he got to Cleveland. Yeah. Like so like this is not surprising that owners continue, no matter what, no matter how many lessons they're taught with football owners or even sports owners, they'll still act like this. And now Carolina is just they're they're not even in no man's land. They're in hell. Yeah. There's just nowhere to go. So, oh, and then the Saints. Uh, well, then the Saints. Yeah. They should. They should lose this game. They they desperately need to start over instead yeah. of kind of constantly trying to limp into relevancy. Start mm-hmm. over. Draft yeah. the local guy, Jane Daniels, who's been dynamite at LSU. Which would be, I think, it'd be, be a really ton of fun. fun. Put him with Chris Olave. That'd be awesome. Be amazing. Yeah. You have Alvin Kamara there. You have a pretty solidish defense. Yeah. Let's have some fun. But no, they're going to keep limping to eight and nine or nine and eight. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Getting back to real football, we're going to have to cruise through some of them here because we're running out of time. I'm sorry, I went, I went a no, long no, way. No, 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 no. That was a, an extended version of the trombone champ, well-deserved for Carolina there. Houston, New York, that'll be a fun game. CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud. I, so good. Nico Collins, I amazing. I really hope they just trounce the Jets. It just... I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see I feel see bad how, for Zach Wilson. I really do. I, I'm starting to as well. I just I think the New York media can be really tough. The New York fan base can be just very the, tough. the team. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and then, yeah, trying to revitalize the Jets is also, an, it feels like an impossible task now at this point. But I yeah. what I'm more interested in this game is, is to see how C.J. Stroud does against that defense. Yep. Ravens-Rams. Ravens, Ravens are continuing to look like they're going to be the one seed. Yeah. I still don't know if I'm totally in love with them, though. No, they do have like they have their flaws, but mm-hmm. I think that I think overall they could make it. This is going to be a year where though where like in the AFC you're going to have like four teams that are like yeah you could win the AFC. And it really is going to come down to like who is the hottest going to the playoffs. I think that's right. why like this Bills run here. Like if they do run the table, rightfully I think you'll see a lot of people picking them to win the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. they'd be the hottest team going in into the playoffs. Yeah, you'd be on a five game win streak with wins against. The Cowboys, Ka- the Chiefs, Kansas City, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins. And, the Dolphins. Yeah. and this again, if they ran the table, which they will, and like, I, like that's, <laughs> I, I would understand if people were like Super Bowl, I would get it. Yeah. 
Vikings Raiders starting the 405 slate. Justin Jefferson's back. He's back. First time since week five when he suffered that hamstring injury. Let's see if the pastronaut can work with him. Josh Dobbs and Justin Jefferson. He, he, he's, he's still doing it. I, I thought they would go to Nick Mullins or staying with Dobbs. I, I'm excited for it. I think Dobbs deserves it. Dobbs has. He's been fun. He's, he's been, been a fun. lot of fun this year. Seahawks, 49ers. Potentially Sean Mannion. Geno Smith may not be able to go. I think it's because of a groin injury. They brought him up to the practice squad yesterday. But but regardless, I think San Francisco should run through. Wait, what about Drew Locke? Oh, that's right. Drew Locke would be the backup quarterback. I was going to say, Drew Locke's still there. That makes it it actually worse. The practice squad guys are more (laughs) excited than Drew Locke. And again, San Francisco should run through them anyways. Yeah. Um, Even even if they had Geno. Bills Chiefs, 425 slate. Kicking it off there, that'll be fun. A lot of injuries on that Chiefs front, yeah. and a lot of and a lot of core pieces like Drew Tranquil and Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, that's. I actually really like the Bills going into this game. I really, really do. And the fact that the Chiefs are only a one point favorite at home mm-hmm. basically tells you that is if this is at a neutral site, the Bills are favored. If they're at home, the Bills are favored. The right. Chiefs are barely favored at home. Yeah. Broncos Chargers. Broncos defense getting it done. Yeah. Offense, offense not so much. The defense is doing pretty well. They're respectable they're not a disaster but they're not special if the chargers i will i will start paying attention to you when brandon staley is no longer employed yes this is also a go chargers game but the chargers let everyone down so it won't work um and then the sunday night game game of the week game of the week week. game of the week give me dallas dak prescott dallas i think i really i think dak prescott's the mvp philadelphia has looked incredibly susceptible to giving up a ton of points on their defense and dallas is scoring in bunches they are putting teams away deck has never looked this good in his career maybe only early on when he was running more mm-hmm. before his ankle injury he is decisive cd uh, uh cd lamb looks incredible tony pollard's looking a bit better nothing crazy it, but it's it's with the arm of Dak. he has been yeah. fantastic i didn't mean to be so shocked there when you said that but i just thought it'd be a little bit more of a pause but no i'm, I mean, I'm all in on dallas i think i think it'll be that they're gonna take the lead in the division here that could have potential to be the game of the year it does I have think potential. I mean, if, if that Philly, if that Philly team plays the way they should play, and Dallas plays the way they should play, that will be the game of the year. I'm just hoping that the Bills game doesn't become the longest four o'clock game for the third week in a row when the Bills yeah. play. Because I'd like to see this entire <laughs> Sunday night game. Right. And then on Monday night we have a doubleheader: Tennessee, Miami. Miami's going to win. Go Titans. But Go Titans, but Miami's going to win that one, I, <laughs> um, I think. Will Levis was a fun story for 15 minutes. And and then we remembered he eats bananas with the peel on them and puts mayo in his coffee. Which is just insane behavior. It's just so crazy. But it honestly, does it does it kind of check out? Can I just say I, play, it does, yeah. Can I just say I hate that both of these are starting at 815? Yeah, yeah that's like, very weird. This is very, very weird. This is, hey, Roger Goodell, um, have a phone call with Gary Bettman and realize... You shouldn't start games at the same exact time every single day. I was going to say, Sal Capaccio like, came on yesterday with um, Mike and the Bulldog and basically was just saying that, like, like this is an experiment. They want to see how it works. My problem is, like, no no one is going to tune in, I think, personally, to the Dolphins-Titans game right. after, like, 20 minutes. Do people the Dolphins really want to watch Tommy DeVito? People want to watch Jordan yeah. Love. I think, I, think it's, yeah. it's, I think it's Tommy DeVito, the storyline. He's, he's a funny guy. You kind of are expecting it to collapse at some point, but it may not. And then Love has ascended into, oh, my God, have the Packers done it three times in a row. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other game. Green Bay, New York. In, that's easily the game in I'm going to watch. That's easily the game I'm going to watch. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. MetLife Stadium, baby. How How is that going to work? 
They oh, did wow. that. They did that last. Uh, oh wait, week no, no, one. no, wait. I'm sorry. I was looking at it as if it was a Sunday game. I was going to say, how are they going to play a game at one o'clock and then play another game at eight o'clock? I was going to say, oh they, my goodness, they did that last year. Here's I mean, an idea. Week right. one, Here's an me. idea. Get another stadium. They just won't do just that. burn MetLife to the ground. Look how many injuries happen there. Yeah, that too. Just, or they need, get just need to get rid of stadiums. They need to get rid of that turf and just just it's get so bad. Just burn down the stadium. It's so bad. Burn down the stadium. Get just get something new. I surprisingly it's though, too confusing. It, look, it looks like it's a good run of games here. I I haven't no, looked it at is. the schedule yet this week. That's not a bad run of games. Aside from you know Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa, that could have been the other mm-hmm. you yep. know trombone. The champ. NFC South or the just NFC South. The NFC South. But it's going to be a great week. Should be good. It's going to be even better because. The Bills are going to do something cool. I'm not going to say what they're going to do because you know me. I don't predict things. So even though I just said five minutes ago, like they're going to run the table. Look at Montana football right here. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We're watching <laughs> highlights from the other FCS. He just duked him out of his game. shoes. And he plays for Montana. That's cool. The Grizz. Look at that. Oh, wait. Did wow. Furman win this game? Furman won this game. Oh, yeah. Furman With 13 seconds to go. It never goes away. <laughs> no. Montana won in oh, overtime. In overtime. Good for Montana. I have relatives that live in Montana. That's fun. Montana's a cool place. I've always wanted to go there. All right. When we get back, we're actually going to talk more college football now that we're you know looking at some college football highlights. Zach has a rooting interest in the playoffs this year, and they're normally not there because they usually let everyone down. Woo. The Texas Longhorns are the three seed. They are the three seed. They are yes. the three seed. And then you had the controversy with Alabama and FSU. I mm-hmm. want to get your take on that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it at all. I, I, I just kind of as like a spoiler, I, I do feel like I'm in the, in the controversial opinion of this. I, th- I think I am. Wow. I think all right. I am. Well, we got to get to break, so let me get into that. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. This is WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Texas Longhorns. Steve Sarkeesian's team winning a conference championship for the first time since 2009. 
and making the playoff for the first time. Longhorns really haven't even been close to making the playoff, and here they are, final year of the 14 field. Zach's Texas Longhorns. How old were you in 2009? 10? 11? I would have been 10, 10. 11? Yeah. Yeah. It's been that long, huh? It's been that long. Wow. Yikes. That was a stressful morning for me, by the way. You pick winners. You pick winners. See, that's the worst part. When (laughs) I picked Texas to be the team I was following, I had just come back from Austin. I was visiting my family down there, my mom's brother and his family, Mm -hmm. and it was like 2006. So okay. this is like fresh yeah. off the Vince Young Rose Bowl. I actually did watch that game, or at least parts of it, before I went to bed, before it was over. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, sick! I picked a winning team! This is awesome! Because <laughs> the Bills weren't great. I kind of was not even really a Bills fan either, because like I, you know, you're, you're six, seven years old. You want to pick somebody that wins. That was how I was, too. And I watched the movie Invincible, so like for a little while I was an Eagles fan. Dude! Great. It's still did we great live movie. the same childhood? It's, it's such a good movie, man. Like, what I, is I, haven't this? Watched it. I haven't watched it in years, but it's such I a good movie. I love that movie. But so I picked them, and, and then for the Sabres, I love Max Muffinaginoff, so like I was a Sabres fan, but yeah. hockey was a little tougher because I couldn't ice skate, so like there was, there was gonna, a love-hate we're gonna relationship get, with that We're going to get you. We literally won't. I'm we 25. My, I learned how to skate five years ago. My uncoordination is set. Like it's, there's, it's, not, it's not being fixed. And is that a honestly, word, uncoordination? It is now. I've no, decided it is. No, it's not. But regardless, like, it, like it, this set in stone, and I also am terrified of the ice. I can't. Why? It's not that I, scary. No, it, it's terrifying. Regardless. Anyway. So I, I initially picked te- Texas thinking, like, fantastic. Like, that's a winner. And for, like, my first four or five years of that relationship, it was. I mean, you have Colt McCoy taking over. <laughs> the relationship. It's, it's a relationship. <laughs> you have Colt McCoy taking over for Vince Young, and, and he was incredible. You had a lot of fun with, like, the Big 12 South and, and that division and, and, the, and the races between them, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. And while, like, it didn't lead to much, it, it was still fun. And then in 09, they do make the national championship, and they face Alabama. And Colt McCoy gets hurt, and my life's been awful since. <laughs> They lose to Alabama. Nick Saban gets his first title with Alabama. And the 2010s for Texas is a disaster. Mac Brown, at the end of his run there, is a bad recruiter. Um, they're, just not, they're just not the same Texas they were. He eventually is fired. They bring in Charlie Strong, who I was very excited for because he did magic with Louisville and Teddy Bridgewater. And I went, perfect. We're back. We're fine. There wasn't even, like, the worries of we're being back. It's just like, perfect. Like, this is a great hire. Uh, got off to a horrible start with one of the boosters, Reb Combs, hating the hire essentially because Charlie Strong was a black coach uh, coming in as a head coach at Texas. So that was a disaster right off the rip because then I was like, and I in, and I was embarrassed like to be a Texas fan at the time because Strong was one of the, it, it looked to be one of the best ho- head coaching candidates out there, and you got this. And then he comes in, and it just—it was never a great match. He didn't really recruit the state very well because he was from Florida. He recruited Florida very well. That ends up being really bad. Then they bring in Tom Herman, Josh. And Tom Herman did wonders at Houston. So it was like, <laughs> great. Oh, and he also like coached at Texas and was a grad student there. Fantastic. He's got this. And he made Houston really good. And he had this really, like, he was a really much, like, a lot of a player's coach. And you're like, great. And it went to hell super fast. And then they hired Steve Sarkeeson. And to be perfectly honest with you, Josh, out of those three hires post the Mac Brown era, he was the one I was least excited about. I'm just flat out. Mm-hmm. And I think any college football fan would probably know why. Uh, look, with Washington, he did wonders. He took over a winless Washington program. Washington is now in the playoff. And they've been a power for quite a while. But when he took over uh, back in the early 2010s, they were a winless program when he took over. Never got to 10 wins, but kept them relatively stable and then went to USC. 
and that's where the problems really started. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an alcoholic, and he had a lot of stuff, in, including, I think, a dinner with boosters or with alumni. Uh, he showed up drunk. It was a disaster, and he eventually was fired from that job. And he kind of had to, like, beg his way back into college football, and he wound up being an offense coordinator eventually at Alabama, mm-hmm. and he was spectacular there. What year? What years were that? Or was um, that? I oh, I got I got to look because I do remember it was good years to where like Alabama fans still love him. Yeah, because that's where like I started to like know about him. Like 2019, 2020. Okay, maybe it was a little before that. Maybe it was the USC stuff that I like because I I, he, I know he, he, he I knew was known. The name. He was very I'm, much known for that. For to preface this, I've, I've never been a very big college football guy, so that's why I have Zach as my resident college football know it all. Thank you. Um, so. It's just it's interesting though to see like how it compares to like like obviously the players and stuff it's it's interesting to compare them to like the professionals, mm-hmm. but the coaching is the same way but it's it's different because you have boosters and you have like people that are like especially in, in like the big schools like Alabama oh, Georgia uh, there's, LSU uh, there's always been the kind of running joke especially with head coaches that in mm-hmm. the NFL it is not a full time job that when the season is done you can go home you can kind of turn it off for a little bit, relax. I mean, scouts are always working and all that stuff, and right. assistants usually are, but the head coach can kind of turn it off. Head coaches is not that. I mean, just a recent story with Steve Sarkeesian, they made the college football playoff that Monday. So they made it on Sunday that Monday. He drove, I think, three hours to Waco, Texas, to visit a recruit at his home. It's a 24-7 gig. It's a, it's a lot. It is a lot. Now when you get to somebody like the GOAT, Nick Saban, you can usually send your assistant out to do that. You just have to have a phone call because it's like, Nick Saban just called me. Like, it's it's one of those yeah. crazy things. Sark has not gotten to that point yet. Very few coaches have. I would say in his prime, Urban Meyer maybe did. Harbaugh probably has gotten to there at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know many other coaches in the modern era. Maybe Dabo Sweeney as well probably got there. Not anymore. But it's a full-time gig. And I, I will say, I, I've been in, I, I wouldn't even say pleasantly surprised. It's been fantastic, really, from the word go with Sark. Their first season, they went 5-7. and seven. Uh, That was two years ago because this is his third year. 5-7. Um, and seven, But there was very clearly, like, there had to be turnover from the Tom Herman era. That one really kind of ended pretty ugly. Just They were not developing talent. They had turnover. Last year, they went 8-4. and four. They lost Quinn Ewers for a few games. They, they you know battled Alabama real close, only losing by one point in Austin. And then this year, I mean, they came in with just – Josh, so much talent. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and to be perfectly honest, like going into this year, this was the most hype I've had for a Texas team since 09. They came in wow. the runaway favorite to win the Big 12. Mm-hmm. They came in as a real, honest-to-God, playoff potential team. I think they started the year at 11 or something like that, and then they played Alabama in Tuscaloosa Week 2. Huge win. I came on the show with Derek to kind of talk about it because I was stressing. <laughs> I, was, I was nervous. They won. But, I mean, they won by 10 points in yeah. Tuscaloosa, handing Nick, uh, Nick Saban his worst loss at Alabama in Alabama in his entire career. And it's just, they're still loaded at talent. I mean, their best offensive lineman is their left tackle. He's a sophomore, Calvin Banks Jr. Um, they have now slowly become running back U. If Jonathan Brookston tears ACL, he is also likely going to be a second-round pick this year, following B. John Robinson last year. Right. Adnai Mitchell coming over from Georgia is looking to be a three-time national champion. Because he did it twice with Georgia, and then transferred to Texas, and he's been great. <laughs> yeah, Xavier Worthy, an All-American again, is a kick returner. But really, I think the biggest surprise for a lot of people, including myself, when you think of the Big 12, you think of Oklahoma, and you think of absolutely zero defense. I mean, like, to an embarrassing amount, no defense. That has not been the case with Texas. They have been incredible on the defensive side of the football. Cornerbacks are a little suspect. I, we'll get to that in terms of, like, how I feel about... 
yeah, th- them say, going up against how Washington. Do, how, do, how do we feel? How do you feel about Washington? How do you feel about because it's Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. Washington looks great. How do you feel about that game? And obviously, it's not till it's not for a couple weeks yet. It's not till the first, January first, January first, yeah. uh, New Year's Day. Th- of the four teams that made it, so the three that Alabama could, or uh, Texas could have played, this is the one team I didn't want to play. To really? be perfectly honest, you, I want, you wanted to play Michigan over Washington. Yeah. Michigan runs the ball. They don't really no, throw the fair. ball You're too right. much. Yep. And in my head, with Trevondre Sweat, who's a first-team All-American, won the Best Defensive Lineman of the Year award. Byron mm-hmm. Murphy, who's also been one of the best interior ed- ed- edge rushers in the country. I mean, they held the Doak Walker, the the Running Back of the Year award guy, to 53 yards in a yeah. blowout in the Big 12 championship. He got nowhere. And he was averaging, I think, 115, 120 yards per game. They held him to 53 and they've been doing that pretty much all year, I would have liked to have played Michigan or Alabama. Instead, they get the team that throws it all over the yard. <laughs> and, their, and their weak point is cornerbacks. Now, with that being said, Texas can also score in bunches. Steve Sarkeesian is now openly considered one of the best play callers and play designers in the game, college or pro. I just, I'm nervous. But to be perfectly honest with you, man, it, it doesn't really feel like this is just a one-off. It feels like they're entering the SEC next year as best as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they just won the Big 12 and didn't get in the playoffs, it would have felt like this is such a win. They you know they go to the Orange Bowl or something like that. And, and great. It's a great win. But instead, they're coming into the playoffs, and there's a real chance. I mean, they're favored by, I think, the last time I checked, was four and a half points over Washington in the Sugar Bowl in Louisiana. I mean, that's in New Orleans. It's essentially a home game for Texas compared to mm-hmm. Washington. Right. Well, I mean, that's half a country right there. Yeah. And, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if they beat Washington, I think they're going to win the national championship. I really do because I think they match up so much better against either Alabama or Michigan. I mean, people forget. The reason why Nick Saban was not sold on Jalen Milrow was because he got embarrassed by the Texas defense. He Tex- was benched the next game. Texas is minus 4.5. So it's still 4.5, yeah. which is not too surprising. We won't really Over see a lot of changes. Over under 64.5. Probably going to hit. Yeah. I mean, as much as I like both these defenses, or especially Texas' defense, these teams score, man. Quinn Ewers is playing the best ball of his career up to this point. He seems he seemingly only shows up for big games. And Michael Penix Jr. is a first-round pick with two legitimate NFL wide receivers, likely three. Mm-hmm. They score a ton. They can run the ball now as well. They've shown that in the Pac-12 championship. Now, with the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. Michigan, okay. at, Michigan at one makes sense to me. I have no problem with that. You're you're kind of convincing me with the Florida State stuff. We talked a little bit about the break. Look, and here's my thing is I feel terrible for Florida State. I mm-hmm. really do because they did everything that they were supposed to do. I don't disagree with that point. My thing is, and this is more as a fan, I I was more nervous going into Sunday that it was going to come down to Texas or Florida State. I really they're, did. They're looking to avoid another 65-7. I, they, they are. Now, the, the thing is with on that point, that was in the national championship. Mm-hmm. In the semifinals, we maybe had the best run of semifinal games ever in the playoff run. With Georgia and Ohio State um, going down to a last-second kick, which was atrocious by Ohio State's kicker. Awful. <laughs> and Michigan TCU. Now, the problem with that game is, and where I, I, I kind of think that some people are avoiding it with TCU, is that TCU even getting a win over Michigan that year really was Michigan playing its worst game. Yeah. And even yeah, on a TCU. final drive where they could win it, it took J.J. McCarthy having an atrocious turnover, just dropping the ball on right. a shotgun snap. Ultimately, my thing is with this is just if one of Florida State's backup quarterbacks, either Tate Rodemaker or Brock Glenn, looked like they could operate the offense like, and I'm not saying they had to do exactly this, but like Cardell Jones did back in 2014 with Ohio State where he blew out Wisconsin 59 to nothing, they would have been in the playoffs, no doubt about it. But for two weeks, 
their offense looked radically different. Yeah. Don't give me the North Alabama game where Travis actually went down. When they played Florida, it took an egregious penalty by Florida's defense to really allow Florida State to to win that game, which ultimately knocked Tate Rodemaker out for the next game. And then against Louisville, a team that beat up on a really subpar ACC and still lost games to Kentucky in their rivalry game and a three-win Pittsburgh team they got blown out by. They only scored six points. I mean, if Jake Plummer could just you know put three passes together, they were going to score a touchdown, they were going to win that game. And that's ultimately what happens. I feel bad. I do because Florida State deserved it because they did go undefeated. But with also that point, Josh, there's only four spots. There's five power conferences plus Notre Dame. Now, regardless of how you feel about Notre Dame actually being a competitive team, they are considered one of the power teams in college football. So you have five power conferences and Notre Dame. That's six spots. We only have four playoff spots. We've gone a number of years here where there's been two Big Ten teams, two SEC teams. We've had a non-Power 5 team in Cincinnati make it in. It's not the first time we've left a Power 5 champion out. It's just the right. first time we've left an undefeated Power 5 team out. Yeah, and, you know, looking at their options and looking at what could have been done, I, I don't know. I, I wonder about, like, you know, other teams that were left out aside yep. from FSU, yep. like Georgia. You know, I mean, Georgia was ranked higher Georgia than Georgia just Alabama. picked the worst time to lose. Right, yeah. And, I mean, they were 12-1. and one, They just lost in the SEC championship. Yeah, so that's that's a big decision maker in that mm-hmm. in that decision so at the end of the day i guess maybe it's not it's not way, as controversial the way as i, I look at it is going into the orange bowl which is what florida state and georgia are going to play in because they're the five and six seed george is a 14 point favorite 14 point favorite over florida state yeah you go to the playoffs we just talked about it. texas is a four and a half point favorite over washington mm-hmm. michigan's a one and a half point favorite over alabama yeah it's that a is much bigger number exactly what they want going into the 12 team playoff and that's the thing too Florida State gets in next year with the 12-team playoff. Yeah, well, 100%. But they probably get blown out in the first round. There's a very good shot they get blown out in the first at round. Least, at least in terms of this, if it was this year. Yep. So, all right. I guess you've kind of changed my mind a little bit. We're a little bit late to a break. We're going to take a break, wrap up the show, and we'll be back. Listen to Sports Talk Saturday. This is WGR. Welcome back to the Extra Point Show. We are very late to the break, so I will send... Oh, not the Extra Point Show. That liner got me there. Thank you, Evan. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Man, what a way to end it. All right, so Sabres tonight against the Canadians. Pre-game starts at 6. Tune into that. Uh, Bills tomorrow, 425 kickoff against the Chiefs. Go Bills, hopefully. Let's let's see what happens here. And, and go Sabres, too. Sabres game tonight, like I said, 7 o'clock against Montreal. Thanks for listening. It's been fun. Thanks to TJ Luckman. Thanks to Zach Jones. And thanks to everyone that called in. Listening to Sports Talk Saturday, this is WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.